Welcome to the Live Exposed podcast. This is the podcast that is designed to help you break free from the fake life you've been living and live in actual freedom, the life you were actually meant to live. We're so glad you tuned in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do love what we're talking about, please hit the subscribe button, follow us. Also, uh, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and family and help them experience the life that they were meant to live. So, here to help you navigate your path to freedom is the host of the Live Exposed podcast, Mr. Reggie Brock. Hello again and welcome back to this episode of Live Exposed. I'm Reggie Brock. Thanks for joining me today. I think that I'm going to share some real practical information to you that is going to potentially give you some new information that will help you in your journey to find more out of life than you currently have. And that's really the journey I'm on. You know, I'm not satisfied with meat and bread I had yesterday. You know, I'm not satisfied with uh, just thinking everything I needed yesterday was enough. I'm in today. I have got to have more. I'm going to pursue more. I'm going to find out more. I'm going to tap into today's resources so that I can be absolutely prepared and equipped for whatever challenges come my way so that I can still live in victory. You know, it's today that matters. And so you joining me today, I'm believing that you're going to hear some practical information that's going to potentially help transform your life over time. Now, I don't believe in magic pills. I don't think that, you know, you hear something and, you know, you digest it a little bit and then in the morning you wake up and things are different. That's what this journey is about. It's just like that fight, a fight of faith, so to speak, every day. That's that struggle against you know, all of these powers inside of us that are trying to derail us from our purposes being fulfilled. Listen, I don't need some devil pushing me around. I've made enough decisions in my own life to realize that the biggest problem I have is myself, dying to myself, saying no to myself. And listen, if you can learn to lead into what I'm saying, <coughs> excuse me, Regarding that notion that your biggest challenge will always be saying no to yourself, I, I, I really believe that. If we can get to a place where we can control our appetites and our cravings and our need to be satisfied above all costs and to be acknowledged and be rewarded and being thought of in such great esteem, and we can put that aside and we can neutralize it if nothing else, and the opportunity for our growth is endless. But if all we think about is what we've got to have, and all we think about is satisfying our own needs, we stay stagnant and in neutral and can't move forward. And can I tell you this? There are people who depend on you that need you to have a different mindset about life, that need you to really want to progress and to bridge the gap, so to speak, between where you are and where you should be. I look at that every day. And to me, it's a constant fight. It's a constant pressing. It's a moving forward that takes effort and energy and diligence. And guess what? I'm prepared for it. I get up every day and I find myself 
looking for ways to become more disciplined and accountable and responsible because there's more in me than you've seen. (laughs) There's more in you that I have been gifted with that have not yet been released out of me because I have put myself in this cage by poor decision making that I'm breaking free from and you can do the same thing. Listen, I was at an event last night speaking and a guy came up to me and, and this dude was uh, he was a wrestling coach in high school. And I thought back to my days in high school and I played football and basketball and baseball. And, but there was these wrestlers who were always on the side and, you know, they didn't get a lot of, of, of uh, attention, but I watched these guys and you talk about grinding. I mean, you talk about working out hard. You talk about beating their bodies to a pulp. Wrestlers do that. And as, as I was talking with this guy, he coaches, women's wrestling, and and this guy is producing champions after champions after champions after champions in this school in a very small rural community, but his acclaim is uh, worldwide. I mean, this dude is known, and I'm sitting there listening to him, and he, you know, we were talking about the subject of kind of, that was on a spiritual level. He, you know, he, had, he was making a commitment uh, to really grow spiritually. He had made a commitment to serve the Lord and to you know, and to, you know, he, but he had no idea where to go or what to do. He said, I picked up a Bible and started reading. And he said to me this, he's like, I have no idea what I'm reading. And what I told him is just keep that up. I'm going to tell you what, the Bible doesn't need a bunch of interpretation to make sense. (laughs) You and I can make sense of the word of God. And that's what I told him to trust. And I said, the biggest battle you have will always be saying no to yourself. And when he started talking to me about his wrestling career, I thought to myself, you already get it. You don't feel entitled to championships. You've had to work for championships, right? He said, yeah. He said, I said, you don't teach people just to flippantly run through life and hope for the best. You teach them techniques and you show them steps and they have to beat their body to a pulp, so to speak, to get into a place where they can compete and have a chance of winning. If you can take those same principles in your walk with Christ, you can take your same principles in your pursuit of godliness in your life, you're going to win. But you're going to have to beat that in you that wants to not be disciplined out of you. And he said, I really understand that. And so that's kind of what this is about to me, about life choices that start with me saying no to myself. That is so unpopular, even when I speak it, that people like tune me out. But you who are listening, this resonates with, because you know that nothing good comes without a price and some discipline and accountability and responsibilities being fulfilled. And so today I'm going to talk to you about things I have learned in a game I have played for over 40 years that I just dawned on me in the last three months. I mean, I play golf. I have played golf. I'm not a great golfer, but golf really matters to me. I mean, I, I enjoy, I've learned a lot about playing with people about them. I have more importantly learned a lot about me that 
the game of golf has taught me that I would have never dreamed about until I really started thinking about it. Because when it comes to golf, I'm passionate. When it comes to golf, it's not just fun for me. It's competitive for me. It's not competitive any longer or as much with people I'm playing against. But it's really about me making decisions about my game and holds me up to standards I have created for me that it doesn't matter what anybody else around thinks anymore. You know, it's, it is a hobby, but I have learned some things about myself that I'm going to share with you today that I think will help you in your betterment, in moving forward. You know what? I thought about entitling this, and I still may, because I always title it after I'm done. So if I title it what I'm about to tell you, I'm still wondering. But if I do, it will be this title. I'll beat you with my five iron. I'll beat you with my five iron. They see, the first, when you hear that, you think, well, I'm sitting here saying, if you come out and play golf with me, I'm going to beat you just using my five iron. That's not what I'm meaning. I, 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 literally, in the last three weeks, I have removed the two most important clubs in my bag that really I cared anything about, and that was my driver and my three wood. Now, if you know anything about golf, you know that driver is something you hit 14 out of 18 holes, generally. I mean, it's the power stick. It's the, when you're watching TV, they're not showing, you know, what they what these guys want to show on TV is the pros with the driver in their hand and launching it 385 yards. And, you know, they, they, you know they're not talking about short game experts much. It's these power hitters. And so I was consumed with that. I mean, honestly, I, you know, one of the things that I, I felt always confident with was I could hit it a long way. The problem was, many times, I didn't know where it was going. And so I, I, I realized that that driver had done three things in my life. Yes, it produced power. It fed my ego. It was just everybody did hit a driver off the first tee. You know, I, I did it. I just started doing it. I kept hitting it no matter what the hole was other than part three. It was just a constant part and something that symbolized to me a lot of what was important to me in the game, and that was power and distance. Recently, though, as I removed it, I thought about three things that caused me to finally make the decision to get it out of my bag. Here where they are, because I got tired of the havoc that that driver wreaked on my scorecard. <laughs> Again, I can hit it a long way, but sometimes missing the fairway by a long shot put me in places where my second shot was even more difficult. You see what I was doing? I was giving up what was important, which was scoring for the sake of people going like, wow, you can hit it a long way. And occasionally you hit it in the fairway, Reggie. <laughs> you know, I, I, I realized that that was nothing more than my ego. It had nothing to do with what I was hopeful of, and that was scoring well. So the second thing that I realized this driver was, or me using this driver, I can't blame it on an, an, an inanimate object. I mean, it was me, but when I put it in my hand, I realized 
there was this draining sensation that came over me regarding confidence. I had this feeling 14 out of 18 holes every round I play. I put the driver in my hand. I know it's going to go a long way, but when I would draw it back and move forward and through it, I never knew till I looked up where it went. I had no confidence. Sometimes it was perfect. Sometimes, and I'm going to talk to you about some stats later, but I mean, but the percentages of my failure with that club in my hand were dramatically higher than when I took it out. I just failed less when I took it out of my bag. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But have you felt like that in life? I mean, I sense myself feeling like that in life. I've done things for so long with with the same instruments or, you know, with the same techniques. And yet, though I look on the outside like I'm confident and um trusting in what I'm doing, I'm losing confidence because sometimes I've done things, behaviors and traits and personality that have really drawn me way off the fairway and caused me (laughs) a more difficult next shot. And that's the third thing that I noticed when I took the driver out of my bag. And that was this. When I hit that driver well, it left me with a second club in my hand that I was equally as challenged with and that was the dreaded sand wedge. And I hit it a long way. And so I would play 14 holes, and I would hit driver less than pitching wedge on 14 out of 18 holes. Now, you would think when you're that close and such an easy shot that it would be so easy I would score so well. But let me tell you something. Distance is not always the answer, especially if it puts you in a place where what's next, the next move you have to make, the next shot you have to take, you're not confident in either. And so I had power. I had occasional success. But that driver left me at a distance that I wasn't comfortable with. So not only did the driver create problems for me, but where it left me caused the next batch of problems for me. Now, I know this to some of you sounds kind of inconsequential or unimportant. I'm going to share with you what I've learned from that that I think will help you and you can adapt in your life as well. Here's what I discovered. First of all, I I enjoy playing from the fairway. It's the easiest part of the golf course. When you're in the fairway, the short stuff as they call it, life in golf is easier. Now think about it. When we're in life, I mean, you know, when we're living life, why would we want to put ourselves in difficult situations just to prove a point of our power, dominance, or approval? And I see people doing it all the time. I did it. I mean, I lived life hard and fast and aggressive. It was like I led my life with the driver in my hand. You know, I wanted people to see that when I drew it back, when I said something, I did something. I, it was gonna. I was gonna knock the ball out of the park, so to speak. But I discovered that less than, and I'll get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you some statistics later. Less than sixty percent of my drives were landing in a good spot, which was the fairway. Most of the time, forty percent. Not most, but forty percent of the time, 
I was off track at some level, maybe a long time down there, but I was in the woods or I was in the water or I was in a sand trap or I was in high rough or because I just had to assert my power and dominance over the gospel. How stupid. But see, that's what we do. We forego the good places to be in life to assert some level of dominance that people will be impressed by. Take that driver out of your bag. Take that part of your gifting and set it down for a while. And I'm going to tell you why in just a second. The other thing that I discovered, as I mentioned earlier, was that my second shot, my, my approach shot, so to speak, put that club in my hand that I just am not confident drawing back again. Well, Reggie, you're so much closer. You, you, your driver puts you down there in such a good place. And even on the good ones, I found myself hesitant because I lack skill because I don't practice. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I, I might hit four, five, ten balls before I start, one, you know, but that's it. I mean, I see these guys getting out grinding. And if if this might not be applicable to some of you who need your driver because your short game is fantastic. I mean, you can get up and down from anywhere. You're confident with that club. But see, some of us are not like that. And so when we hit a long ball and it puts us, we have uh, some success and people notice us and it moves us down the fairway of life, so to speak. And then we find ourselves in a place, again, where we're not equipped. We're not confident. And we're not, at, you know, in a in a, a real good spot, so to speak, where we feel like, you know, we can make a difference. And so we just compound our problems. And here's the third thing I discovered. When I took that driver out of my bag, I scored better. I just scored better. So let me ask you this. What's it about in life for you? Is it about the result? If it's about the result, then you have to take into consideration what's getting you to the results. And for me, there were some things I just had to take out of my bag that were more detrimental than they were uh, profitable for me. And see, listen, this golf talk I'm doing today has so much practical realization. I decided that I wanted to take out what was causing me my biggest problem. By doing that, I eliminated what I was trying to avoid, and that was high scoring results that I wasn't happy with. Can I tell you this? No doubt playing a five iron, and that's what I've done. I hit a five iron off the tee box 14 out of 18 holes now. I don't even take, I, I, I don't hit my driver. Because I've realized this, the stats have proven that when I'm confident with a club and I'm picking a club that's putting me in the right place, I've got a better chance of scoring. And again, I'll share some of those stats with you in just a second. Listen, playing with that five iron challenges my ego. It just does. It hurts my pride a little, especially with the guys who have looked at me in the past and going like, hey, hey, I, I remember back when you used to hit it a long way. And now what I tell them is, yeah, do you, rem do you remember all the time you had to help me find my ball? Now I'm behind them now on my first shot, but my shot now is in put me my tee ball has put me in a place where I have a much better success a chance of success because the club in my hand second shot I'm really confident with as well now you may sit there and go like, oh, you know what's that got to do with anything well here's what I'll tell you if I could fix my putting 
I would have a great life in golf, but I still have challenges. My point is I took the part of my game that seemed to be my power, my strength, my gifting, and I realized it was actually the thing that was causing me more strokes around than anything else. Look at your life. I mean, are there things that you that you feel are giftings? Are there things that you do? Are there things that you have involved yourself in that you know are causing you to miss the right place for your strengths in life? I mean, you're just swinging at it. People are oohing and aahing over you, but at the end of the day, you know it's not creating the results that you want. I'm telling you, you've got to get rid of the things that are hindering you from progression that you're needing. Take your driver out of your bag, put it on the side, because there's three things that are going to happen. And those are the three things I want to share with you that I think are life applicable to us. Three things that have happened to me that have helped my game of golf and my game of life just get better. Here they are. Though I'm not as long, I'm more accurate. Though I'm not as powerful, I'm more confident. Though I'm not as oohed and awed by the crowd around by this old boy hitting a five iron off the tee box, my scoring reflects the advancement. I know golf is just a game, but the principles for me are the same in life, and so they can be for you. And I want the same outcome in life that I have in golf now. There's three outcomes that I want to share with you today that I think help us to move from where we are to where we need to be by eliminating pride, ego, and this sense of people acknowledging us and seeing us as something that we know we're really not. So here are the three things. I believe that when you make the adjustments and take things out of your life bag, so to speak, that are causing you more problems than they are profitability, here's what you need to do. Here they are. Their accuracy, confidence, and ultimately better results. Let me let me take just a second and talk about these three, and then I'm going to close today. The first thing is accuracy. You know, when you look at the word accuracy, it's just simply this, the art of being precise. I get frustrated on the golf course. I get frustrated in life because I'm not precise at times. I just, I'm all over the place. My driver took me all over parts of course that nobody intended to be. But boy, I hit it a long way, right? I have been in life. I've done some of the same things, guys. I have found myself pushing toward a place that I just lack precision in. I just, it's like a bull in a china cabinet. Can I tell you this? You need to slow down. I realized I was frustrated because I ended up in places I didn't plan on because I lacked accuracy and precision. And I want you to know something today. Choosing accuracy over power and distance has huge benefit and payoff. The more accurate you are, the more precise you are, the more well-defined you are in regards to where you're going, and you're, and you're really just living a controlled, accurate life, you're going to find more satisfaction and better results. Now, I'd be bold enough to say to you today that your lack of ac- accuracy and precision has left you in places you didn't begin or or bargain for or expect. Many of us are like that. But I'm telling you, those things that are causing these big misses in your life, that's the stuff that needs to go. I mean, some of you are doing things and you're, you you know, you're involved in things 
that you know you'll be penalized for, but yet we keep them in our bag. You know, <laughs> this is funny. You know, we sit around and we're so enamored with our own power and strength. It doesn't matter where it goes. We just want everybody to see it and say, oh, wow, that, that dude's, you know, powerful. Are you accurate? Because if you're not accurate, you're going to struggle. And I'm encouraging you today to sacrifice power, prestige, uh, likability for accuracy. Because accuracy and precision are going to lead you ultimately to the achievements in life you're after. Now, look, sometimes your power and your dominance is, is going to be to your advantage. But I'm just saying whatever your weakness is, you've got to play around it. You've got to find a way of getting past it. And so in my case, it was removing the driver. In my case, it was constantly making me aware that my ego was getting in the way of good decision-making. And guys, that's the takeaway from this message today. Take that club out of your bag. Leave it. It's leaving you in places that make what next for you more difficult, that second shot. What's coming next? And be willing to sacrifice some things for the betterment of your life. Even if you have to yield some power and ooze and alls from the crowd. The second thing is confidence. I've gained more confidence. You know, the, the confidence is basically the feeling or belief that you can rely on something and it's trustworthy. Listen, when I drew that club back, I confidence started oozing out of my system because I just didn't know where that driver was going to end up. I knew it was going to be long, but I never knew it was going to be in play. I want to be in play. I want to always have a next opportunity without penalizing it. I had to remove the driver. Have you lost belief in something that you've trusted in for years because it's just not what it was? Take it out of your bag. Find an alternative strategy to getting where you're heading, the achievement that you're after, but it can't happen with a club, a talent, a gift in your life that has huge penalty associated with it because you don't have confidence in what you or it's going to deliver. Interesting. When I draw that drew that driver back, and I started in my life looking at talents that I had, all of a sudden I started looking confidence in it, uh, losing confidence, and it was released throughout my body, throughout the whole swing, about or through presentations that I was giving. And what I decided is it's not worth it. It's not trustworthy. I got to get rid of it. Guys, confidently pursue that. So the last thing I want to talk to you about is scoring or the results. So I'm more accurate. I'm more confident. And I score better. So let me quickly give you some stats. This is just I pulled off of my gym handicap, and this is what it was. Before I, before I took the driver out of the, rack, uh, out of the bag, I hit my fairways 67% of the time. Just a little bit better than half. That ain't bad, but it ain't great. Greens and regulations, which is the other stat I really love, 51% of the time. Only half of the time was I on the green because I was fighting because of my first shot to get on the green. Now look what's happened. Since I put the driver away, I have found that I'm hitting 92% of every fairway that I'm playing and over 80% of the green. Now here's the difference. My score has dropped by six shots. In life, when I see these big mistake makers in my life and I get them out, guess what? My score, my results in life increase exponentially. 
Yours can do the same thing. Can I tell you this today? It's not about golf, but it's about the principles of life that I have learned from this game that have helped me become more accurate, have helped me become more confident, and helped me to have better results. If that's not what you're interested in, I don't know what you're after. But to do that, some of you are going to have to break old molds like I did and just take things out of your bag that are causing you the most problem. <laughs> and just figure what it is, what's your five iron? What is it that you want and you need or you can have that's going to put you in safe spots and give you an opportunity for the next advancement? That's what this is all about. So there's your golf lesson of the day. <laughs> Guys, seriously, I want you to have greater results and find more contentment than you've ever had before. And to get from where you are to where you should be, you're going to have to make some adjustments. And the big adjustments is this. Take the things out of your life that are causing you the most damage and penalties that follow. And the second thing is manage the small mistakes more effectively, right? Eliminate the big and manage the small. And you're going to find life more rewarding as you move forward um, after taking this information to heart. Guys, thank you so much for being with me today. I appreciate you so much. Um, uh, if, if I can ever assist you, please don't hesitate to reach out. But until next week, have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Live Exposed with Reggie Brock. In fact, if you did, go ahead and rate the podcast and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We also would love if you subscribe to the podcast and also shared it with your friends and family. They would probably enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week as we continue down the journey that leads to ultimate freedom through living the life that you were meant to live.